So I've mentioned a few times that I'm working on a game called Two Pizza Team. That's its working title. It'll have a, something more descriptive and relevant to the kind of game that it is further in the project. But right now, it's definitely involving these two characters and the world that they are in that I was able to uh, put more thought into in a narrative kind of way by creating a mini-comic earlier this year called uh, Two Pizza Team in a situation called No Trash Talk. And I got to meet these characters in the restaurant that they're working in and how, you know, they're, they, they kind of try to get out of their work and practice what they, what they enjoy, which is being, you know, very physical and acrobatic and, and practicing their martial arts. And then often getting caught into, getting caught in situations that, uh, also prevent them from playing around. <laughs> so, they're, the situation they're in in the in a mini comic is they just need to take out the trash, and it turns out the trash doesn't want to be taken out. So, that's and that that uh, that story plays out in some pages that I will probably <laughs> I need to get published digitally at some point here. Uh, right now, it is in uh, like zine mini comic form, and I uh, I've I've been using it as my business card, and I sold copies at uh, the Ann Arbor Comic Arts Festival in June. Super fun, fun to see people's reactions to it and and get and essentially some some data to to test this idea. Part of my hypothesis behind the work, which is a two part work, the idea is to create a story and a game, like in the story in comic form, and I and I believe that these two works separately are, um, you know, because they're, they're woven together in the same world, same characters and all that, I think they will give each other um, an uplift as far as the game being more meaningful, the comic being, me being more meaningful and fun, the game being more fun because the characters and the, the relatability and the, 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 just the knowledge that there's just, there, there really is something more behind this. And um, more stories to be told. And I, that's just a hypothesis I, that I, I, I came up with, one of, I think, 14 or so, 14 or 15, that are a part of this uh, project that I recently discussed on the Polytechnicast called Project Mountain Carver. And the two pizza team hypothesis alone is big, <laughs> especially for a solo person. Uh, making it happen, but it's, um, it's, I, I'm making progress and my intent here is to share a little bit of what has happened so far. So I've, in the, in the beginning, I came up with the goal and with us, the, with the hypothesis. And then I came up with, um, a design for the game. And then I wrote the comic and, and, and then I went back and forth actually with, with drafts of, um, essentially doing some, uh, an outline of a plot for the comic, then doing some post-it notes to, to draft the pages of the comic and then going in, in through, uh, which is sort of a, a really handy, fast way to prototype a, a, a mini comic or actually any kind of comic story 
because you're not doing big drawings, you're, you're, um, you're focused on sort of the, the rhythm and the flow and the, the moments in thinking about these, these characters in the situation and, and what's fun about it and interesting and, and uh, where, where's, the, where's, the, where's the surprise and, and where are the jokes, that kind of thing. And so going back and forth between these two things, it's like I got to know the characters more. I thought, I thought about the actions I wanted them to be able to, to, to take in the game. And I thought, oh, that means this, this lets me understand more what they're like and what they're capable of in the story. So the, the, the post-it note thumbnails plus simple outline really helps with a, a narrative, a comic, a linear experience overall, mostly linear, linear experience, uh, compared to a game, which is about this sort of interactive set of choices that are meant to be a series of interesting choices that, um, allow that, that, that someone can, uh, relate to be challenged by have their choices be, uh, you know, acted upon and be meaningful and get this, get this feedback to, to somehow, make things happen in the game, right? To, to feel a sense of victory and that their, that their choices are, are, uh, are, are, are fun and worthwhile. So that's pretty, that's pretty bland, pretty, pretty general. That's not specific enough. What does that look like? Well, I use a process that is pretty much what I've, what I've taught in, this, in the pr- paper prototyping power-up for designing video games workshop where it's um, the gist of it is creating uh, a combination of elements and then exploring them. So you, the elements you create where you define a setting, you define the characters, you define, you define their goals and then you define what's in the way of them accomplishing their goals. And then you start to think about, let's see, oh yeah, did I mention the place? And so where it takes place. So you, you, then you think about, well, in that place where they're accomplished, trying to accomplish their goals, what are some choices that they have to navigate to, to encounter those obstacles and then get to the goals? That's not a well-presented version of the workshop, but what happens, it, you know, that's in the workshop in a nutshell. So you start with nothing, blank paper and some sticky notes, but then over time, you've you make these design choices and, and get it all expressed out. One thing I have added to to this, you know, that's a little beyond the workshop, is uh, some more visual sketching and and adding that to the paper prototype. So adding more adding sketches of the um, um, the the locations and the the characters and the objects, and and I so I, I eventually created this well, paper sketch that I could then walk through. I could think through it. Like, what's it like when I start the game? And, and then um, what am I facing? And what, then what? And then what? And then what? And I just go through a scenario of, well, okay, here are the choices. Ah, I wish this were there. All right. And then I just start doodling more things, add more notes, annotate, evolve it, right? Take some things away, add some, add some other things. And I eventually came up with a design that that this is then what I specifically believe is the, the worthwhile experience to build for the two pizza team game. Just like I went through enough of a 
sketching and planning process and writing process to say, okay, this is what I think should be produced for the first comic. And once I got far enough on the game design, I paused that. Let's see, there was other things working in parallel too. So some of my work sessions on this project, I would also be hunting for the tools that I was going to use to build the game. And that was really challenging for me. I mentioned that in a, uh, another post in this, um, in this month of the Polytechnicast. I've, I forget what I called it, but it's in this series of, um, of posts about the um, basically making games as a side project. But I did, let's see, I talked about uh, choosing Unity. That was, not, that was not a direct, simple, easy path to land on that, but that's where I landed. And then I also, in, along the way, chose um, Creature, Creature Pro, actually, as my um, animation tool of choice to, to bolster my, my meager skills in uh, making, stuff, making stuff move with, um, you know, with an animator's, animator's eye. Uh, and let's see. So along the way with the rest of the game, so the core game design doesn't represent the full set of hypotheses that drive the, f like the, fi the final um, prototype of the game. There's, there's the um, coming up with the plan for how, does, how should it look aesthetically? Uh, what, how am I going to approach the, the music and sound? How am I going to approach the, uh, the, interact the core interactions and then the, the sort of, necessary navigation interactions, the supporting ones where it's like, well, getting to menus, getting to the game, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so what I was able to find because of the Unity tool choice, one of the reasons that Unity survived the, that process was the community of, that produces uh, purchasable assets. Yeah, some are free, but many are for, for sale for a fair price. Almost all of it that I think, oh, this is a thing I need fits is, is a, I, I think, very reasonably priced. I've encountered some that, um, that seem like they're really meant to serve like big projects that I think, wow, that's an expensive asset, <laughs> but it's not been anything I've ever really needed. So, uh, so yeah, it's been the case where I chose, uh, and I mentioned this metaphor on an earlier post, but a, an engine that was, I would, I would call it partially cooked, not fully cooked. The basic structure is there. Um, the basic interaction is there as far as there's a, um, there's a brawler engine, but then the, there's much to add as far as uh, like two pizza team isn't, isn't just pizzas punching other food and stuff, right? It's, um, it's more than that. It's more of a mix. I've mentioned this before in Inktober because I used Inktober to produce uh, some more assets for the game. And, um, well, visual assets, the things that I would turn into, they go from pencil sketch to inked to then scanned. And then they're only then vector ink lines after the scan. And then I can, you know, fill them in and go from there. Um, the, especially the backgrounds that I did that month are pretty much directly importable. I mean, just with, you know, with a couple of steps in there, they, those things end up in the game. And I've tested that. So I've 
what do I think will work as far as the flow of producing assets, the, the, the visuals, the, the sounds, the, the core interactions, I believe, should, should be in there. Um, I've been able to test all that. Right now, I've, I've recently added, uh, <laughs> surprising to me, I didn't expect this, but um, because the, the, the engine that I, or the, the asset I bought to be that partially cooked uh, foundation to, to build the game so I could spend less time building all the plumbing and core elements of the game and get further along faster. It, um, it were, it has sort of like a, some mobile UI buttons and stuff, which I might keep, I might not, but it really, it didn't really have the ability to have, um, gamepad input. So I've added gamepad input and got to learn how unity deals with that. Uh, I've got a whole long list. And now the project is in a state where I've, I've podcasted about this before too, where it's, it's whittleable. I have a, uh, a, a set of documents. One of them is the a readme. That's the overall, like remembering like the, the key parts of this project and some, some adding instructions. Like I, I reminded myself of my steps to, um, like, how do I produce a new animation for this? How do I change the, um, a sprite sheet for a character or whatever? I just, I took a couple notes because if it's going to be a month or two since when I, between when I come back and, uh, and get into that particular aspect of the project, I want to be able to hit the ground running as fast as possible. So there's that kind of documentation. Then there's, or there's one, that's one little markdown file. Another one is called, uh, to do, uh, that's, obviously the, the, the nitty gritty details of like what to get done in that game engine, because yeah, the overall task of like put in a session, uh, working on the game and like that can go, depending on the kind of session that might be something I put on my calendar or that might be something I put in my, um, my task manager, whichever to get a reminder, but like the details of, um, you know, fix this aspect of input or here's a bug related to, the collision detection or whatever, that stuff goes in the to-do dot markdown. And then the other one is the change log. And the change log lets me look back and say, okay, here's how I've been moving this ball. When I have a work session, I make sure I just take note of what I got done there, maybe even what was on my mind, thoughts, questions, what have you. And that is that gives like this this um, it's the it's the the story of of this thing in a way. Uh, um, of how it's, how it's come, how it's taking shape and, and gaining its form. And so there you go. It's like chose the tools, tested many, many, um, parts of the, like what I thought would make this a feasible project. So is my feasibility hypothesis reasonable, reasonable? Yeah. Um, is my desirability hypothesis reasonable? So far so good, but more to come because it's, it's only, barely interactive right now and it doesn't fully represent the design yet um but it's coming and i see how i can get it from where it is now overall to where i want it to be and so that's that's good enough for now because it's a side project and i feel that i'm not lost with it i feel i can i can pick it up just for a few minutes at a time and and make some progress and that could, that will overall serve as a 
like uh, continuing to do that means I will I'll arrive at at, at a at a finished finished enough work that I can I can publish. So I'll keep at it, and very fittingly, it's uh, it's one of those things in in Project Mountain Carver <laughs> that it's it's not a this isn't a quick thing, but but I've but I care about it. And I'm going to keep at it. So not a tight conclusion there for this, but uh, I mean overall, that's what I've got what I, what I have accomplished in the last year with Two Pizza Team as a side project is the story and game hypothesis. Um, working through some feasibility choices and experiments to land on unity and, and uh, start figuring out how to make it, make it really happen in there. And then, uh, and as far as some of the why it's like, well, why, why am I doing this? And, and, and what's behind the desirability hypothesis is uh, well, yeah, I think it's worthwhile to make something that's really in my particular voice of, of, uh, the, the quirks of how I want to bring about this world and these characters and how they interact and the meaning behind their interactions and relationships because there's story there too. And that's a thing where, you know, you put, put something, some creative work, a game into the world, uh, gameplay dynamics can be pretty easily copied and, and many games are very, very similar to one another. And adding that difference, that's the, that's where, it's really I can I can see it and believe in it as an as a um, as an expression of my own, and I don't know for sure. We'll see how it, how it pans out. I mean, it's panned out okay so far for you know the other games I've made, uh, Guitar Fredder and uh, This Panda Needs You. But um, in a way, this is this is building uh, further building upon that the. Yeah. Oh gosh. I can keep pulling. It was funny. There's, there's more and more branching topics because of course, um, Art Geek Zoo is a comic I made, uh, that those characters appear in Guitar Fretter and there's even like the instructions comic, I mean, the instructions in the, in the, for the game are a, a comic. And, um, yeah, that's, I guess I'm, I'm picking that as a part of my voice and what I want to, what I want to do. And, trying to go further with it this time and, and see where that happens. Like starting from the beginning saying like, this is both a game and a comic. Anyway, that's uh that's a lot. Some of it's pretty general. Hopefully that's useful, but this is a, it's like a, it's like a status check-in of, well, here's a, here's a project I have. It's big. <laughs> and here's why I think I'm not uh, totally, misinformed thinking that I can actually finish it and bring it about. So there you go. The status of two pizza team, what I've, what I feel like sharing publicly so far. That's a wrap on that. And I, again, I'm Rob Stenzinger. This is the Polytechnic cast. And, uh, I think this was a long one. So I'll, 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 uh, plug art sound off more in a further post. Thank you very much for listening.